Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we we ask as we open your word, as we continue in worship, as we started with song, as we get ready to enter into this time of teaching, that God, that uh, we can just focus on you. God, give us all the the ears to hear, the hearts to listen. Uh, God, give me the words to speak. And Lord, let us uh, not just take, um, uh, or let us not just hear the words, but let us take these words and apply them to our lives. Uh, Lord, we pray this in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. You all can have a seat. How are we doing today? Good. Good. I am not going to say all the old people and blah, 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 the stuff that Jake said, but we got to give him grace, right? Poor little fella. Yeah, you better get a, a bunch of uh, I'm sorry cards. No, uh, we do have a lot of people that are traveling today, so I am not going to uh, embarrass myself and try to remember everybody that is traveling because I always will forget someone, and then they'll, be, they'll listen to the podcast and they'll say, well, I must not be important to you because you didn't pray for me when uh, you were praying for people who uh, were traveling. So, this usually gonna be, it'll probably be my dad that I'd probably forget that one. <laughs> He'll complain anyways, but anywho, um, no, I love my daddy. Uh, how are we doing? Are we doing good? Yes, yes, yes. All right, so today here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up the uh, Armor of God series. Um, and, and as we wrap this up, Jake uh, gave you a little bit of, of uh, uh, you know, a little teaser or whatever, precursor of what's going to happen next week. He said, I have something up my sleeve. And as, uh, as he said that, I'm looking down. I was like, yeah, I got muscles up my sleeve. Uh, you're jealous. Uh, no, nah, that was bad. Uh, I know, I do have bad jokes, that's fine, I'll, I'll stick to what I know. Um, but uh, no, what, what, uh, what I want to do next week, and this is, this is important because some of you are aware of this, I know the guys are because we prayed before uh, service, but next week um, is the 15 year anniversary of 9-11. Uh, do we, you know, next week is September 11th, uh, 2016, 15 years uh, since it, it took place. Uh, what happened on uh, you know, December 11th was something, that obviously it shook the world, it shook America very, uh, you know, very dearly, but 
one thing that came out of that tragic event was there was an influx of people that went to church. You know, it was a huge, I mean, numbers were just skyrocketing, uh, the people going back to church or going to church for the first time or whatever it may be. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of take that and we want to, I want to not celebrate, but remember uh, September 11th, but I also wanted to kind of push in on um, the, the, those that went back to church or went to church for the first time. And I want to push in on uh, America's views of God. And America's views of God, people now hear me when I say this, I'm not talking different gods as in uh, Allah of, of uh, Islam or any of the Hindu gods. I'm talking about Yahweh, the God of the Bible, but how people view him differently. So that's what next week is going to be about. So if you have a friend that you're, you're thinking of um, you know, bringing to church next week would be a, a fantastic time to bring them to church for the first time. It'll be very, um, I, I think, uh, um, uh, very informational, but it's going to be uh, a, a time of teaching that will probably answer questions and produce a whole lot more. So I, I love those Sundays. So that's just, um, uh, you know, a, kind of a shout out for that. Now, the armor of God. Uh, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whatever it was, we started on the armor of God. We, we set out to answer three different questions about this passage in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 10 through 20. Uh, what we started out, and as we, uh, that, that, that uh, part of Scripture, that passage, a paragraph of Scripture uh, that we just read a few minutes ago, what we did is we started out with the question um, about the armor of God, because most of you in your Bible, you'll have that little heading that says the whole armor of God. Um, what we said, or we set out to do was answer the question, why do we need it? Because at the end of the day, if we don't know that we need something, it's really not going to be of much um, use or relevance to us, or at least we may think that, um, as we uh, hear about it. So we answered that question, and the, the, the reason, and I'm you know, wrapping it a, a, a couple weeks of sermons into one, um, the reason that we need it is because we're engaged in a spiritual battle, this, this battle in which it is waged against us. And when I say us, we have to understand who Paul is talking to in this, uh, in this text here. He is talking to the church. He's talking to the church at Ephesus. He's talking to a specific uh, group of, of, of uh, people who are believers in Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we need to understand that that transcends, that, that transfers over to us today. Paul is talking to us today as believers in Christ. He's saying, this is why you need the whole armor of God. And, and notice that, that we, we stress the whole armor of God and not just pieces of the armor of God. Because the whole armor of God includes, includes all six pieces. Um, as we uh, discussed each one of the, the pieces, we, we said that... Um, a lot of times, the, the, the believers and, and you know the Christians uh, put on the helmet of salvation, and then they run around the battlefield naked, and, and they're wondering why uh, they're 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 getting uh, wounded in, in this this battle and the struggle of life, and it's because that you don't have the whole armor of God on. You're just you're thinking, oh, I'm saved. I can do whatever I want to do, and uh, everything's going to work out. Well, the Apostle Paul makes it perfectly clear to us that we need to put the whole armor of God on. And we talked about each piece of, um, that, of the armor. Um, 
And so what we did is we uh, addressed that second question of what is the armor of God? So not just why do we need it, um, we discussed what it is. And we found that each piece of the armor has a significance. Um, last week, I, I think, was one of my favorite. Um, I, I can't say that. They've all been my favorite. But last week, we talked about the sword of the Spirit. We talked about the Word of, of God. Um, and in talking about the Word of God, we, we stressed a, a lot of different things. But we stressed that uh, God has a focus in the Bible, or he has a focus in the Bible, and he, he, we can know what, what God um, wants for us and what God has set forth for us. We, we talked about how uh, the idea or the big idea about the Bible or the focus of the Bible is God's revelation of his plan. You know, it's a revelation of God's plan for the restoration of humanity. Everybody in here can... can Think. Just think about the news, and you can say, yes, humanity needs restored. Are there good things that happen throughout the, the, the world? Absolutely. But on a, a global sense, we need to understand that, that we live in a fallen world that needs restoration. And that's what the Bible is. The Bible is the, the revelation of that to us. So as we uh, talked about that a little bit, we... Uh, I think we ended with, with the, the beginning of today's message because it says in verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. So we're talking about the helmet. We talked about the helmet a couple weeks ago. Then last week, the, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And you notice that there's not a period there, but there's a comma there for verse 18. Verse 18 says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a grammar major, um, but I, I can look at the obvious that's in front of me. Um, Paul's using this word all a lot, right? How many times does he say all in that, in that one verse? Count it. You can count it. Four different times. Praying at all times. And he says, with all prayer, and he says, with all perseverance for all the saints. What he's doing here is he's, he is, is emphasizing the importance of prayer. So what, what I want to do today is I want to answer the, the third question to our uh, Armor of God series. Third question is, what do we do with it? It being the armor of God. Because we talked about how we are to put on the whole armor of God. Now that we have on the whole armor of God, what are we to do? Well, Paul makes this transition here, and he is addressing the, the, uh, the, the fully equipped, the, um, the armored uh, uh, disciple of Christ, and he's saying, okay, here's what you do now. You pray. You pray. Okay, I got it. No, 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 no. You pray. Because I think too many times what we do is we think prayer is something we do before bed, we do before a meal, we do when crisis hits. No, Paul says that there's, there's a lot more to prayer. And that's what I want to focus on today is just five characteristics of, of, um, of, of prayers, what prayer should be. 
And we see that in, in this text here. So this is kind of uh, going to be uh, taking the, the whole armor of God and saying, okay, this is what we've talked about and this is who or how we are equipped. Now that we are equipped now, this is what we do. Paul says there, praying at all times in the Spirit. Well, I don't think it, it is uh, hard to interpret, you don't have to be a hermeneutic genius to figure this out, that Paul is saying that we need to pray constantly. This first, the, the, the first characteristic that, that, that um, I want to uh, stress is that Paul saying we, we've got to pray constantly at all times. Jake, what does all mean in the Greek? All. All. Okay. What does it mean in the Hebrew? We learned that in Sunday school this morning. Now, <laughs> at all times, what we have to understand, and, and this is, uh, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 talks about that we should be constant in prayer as well. But this is not, and, and I think that this is where the, the misunderstanding comes. People think that we should be as like the, the, um, uh, the Hasidic Jews that walk around all the time and it looks like they, 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 they're like bouncing up and down and they're, they're going into convulsions because of their, their prayer. It, it, some people think that, that that's the way in which we are supposed to constantly walk around and pray. Or some people say um, that, that I've got to spend, uh, you know, all my time in prayer from the time I wake up until the time. So how am I supposed to go to work or how am I supposed to, you know, brush my teeth or whatever? What we have to understand is Paul here, he's saying he's talking about this posture of prayer. He's talking about a, a lifestyle of prayer. When he's talking about this he, and he says at all times, what he wants to stress is that prayer is not just for certain occasions. I think that that's where we get mixed up sometimes. It, it, sometimes we, we have the mentality that prayer is like the, um, uh, the, the fire extinguisher that you see at the gas station, where it has the, the fire extinguisher there, you're sitting there, you're pumping gas, and you're looking at this fire extinguisher, and you're reading the outside, and you're wondering, if I really had a fire, would I really break that glass and grab that fire extinguisher, or am I just going to run like, a, like a, a, a little child? Any, anybody? I'm running. I, I, probably, I, would love, I would love to say, yeah, I'm going to bust that glass. I'll be like, get, get the kids, let's go. Um, no, nah, I don't know. But that's the way in which we, we look at prayer a lot of times, is when, when life situation comes at us, then, oh, holy crap, what I got to do now? Well, I got to break the glass and I got to pray. But that's not what Paul's saying here. He's saying we need to pray constantly. We need to have um, this understanding that it's not certain uh, occasions, but a constant activity of the believer. I think I've used this um, illustration before, but this is the way in which I uh, understand and, and view prayer of, of a constant prayer with God. Um, all of you have phones, and if you, uh, you probably want to make sure they're on silent right now, um, but on your phone, you have this speaker button, right? Where you can like lay the phone down, and you can like just, you don't have to hold it up to your, you can kind of just, just talk. I envision like a, an actual phone in like an office where you have the button where you, you can just talk openly and, and you don't have the phone up to your head. 
I look at that as that's the way in which I, I, I go through my daily, um, my, my daily activities, my daily uh, communication with God. It's just that I'm, I'm constantly just talking. It's like the, the phone is on speaker and we're just talking throughout the day. But there are some times throughout the day that that, that that phone needs to be taken off a speaker. You need to reach down and pick it up, and you need to to, uh, be intimate in your prayer. Certain occasions do uh, present that. Now, I'm not saying that only in those occasions did you pray. What I'm saying is that we should be in constant communication with our Heavenly Father, and that sometimes we need to make stop whatever we're doing and get just a little bit closer to say, okay, here's what's going on. I need, I need specifics here. I need specific prayer or to ask a specific prayer or to thank you for something. This is what Paul is communicating here, that there are um, a variety of, 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 of circumstances and subject matters in which we should pray for, uh, but we have to have this mindset that we are to pray. We are to pray. It's not something that is, um, well, preachers said I got to pray, so I got to pray. No, God said you need to pray. Jesus gave us an example that we need to pray. We need to pray. Why is it that we need to pray? It's not to inform God of what's going on. God is not sitting up in heaven, kind of kicking it, watching Clemson beat Auburn. Woohoo! Who watched the game? <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. You know that you know that the stars are lying in the heavenly realm is at peace right now because college football is back in swing, right? It's th- thank you. So yes, I was up till twelve thirty last night watching Clemson beat, uh, or I should say, win a game because they, they they looked terrible last night against Auburn. They should have killed them. But anywho, God already knew. He's. It's not as if God's sitting up in heaven watching the game and then something else is going on and then it's, uh, hey, uh, the Holy Spirit comes up to God and says, hey, um, you know, uh, Father, uh, did you just see what Lee did? did and, and God's like, well, uh, no, what do you do? Well, <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't be that. It would be, what do you do this time, right? Uh, no, no, but it's not as if God is caught off guard and we need to inform God of what's going on. We need to understand that, that, that the communication with him is a, just a communication with the, with the, the Father. It's that understanding that, that, that loving relationship that is, that is there. We, we, we're not informing God of our bad misfortune or things that, are, that have happened. What we are doing is we're going to him and just talking with him, saying, this is, this is what's going on. I know you know what's going on. I know I know what's going on. What, what, what do we need to do? What do, I, what do I have to do in this situation? But it's in its times, it's just, hey, thank you, Father, for uh, you know, this beautiful day which you've given us. Thank you for the beautiful Big Mac. Please turn it into a carrot as I eat it. You know, one of those types of, of prayers. It's, just, it's that communication, but it's to be constant. <laughs> It's to be constant. I, I, uh, I, I love Bluetooth now. I don't have one, but I love the, the concept behind a Bluetooth. Because how many of you have been in a doctor's office or been somewhere in a grocery store and somebody's walking around, looks like they're talking to someone? Or you're in the bathroom and somebody's talking and you're in the stall and you're like, what? Are you talking? And you start answering them, and then after you're done washing your hands, you see that they've got this little thing stuck to their head. They're like, ogre walks around with his Bluetooth all the time. <laughs> you never know when he's talking. He'll go point to his face, whatever. But 
just think about that. that the reason I love that is because if you don't want to be embarrassed, which I don't think that that should be a problem because we're all embarrassing in our own selves, um, it, 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 as my sister's laughing at me, um, but if you don't want to be embarrassed and walking and praying or whatever, just put a Bluetooth and people think you're talking to, on the phone, but really you're talking to God. I don't know, maybe just a, a little piece of useless knowledge, but uh, that is the, the, the mindset in which we need to have. Just, just constant communication. And that's what Paul is, is saying here. But he not only says that we're to pray at all times, he goes on and gives specifically how we are supposed to pray. How we are supposed to pray. Pray. Paul's readers here, he's talking that we should pray in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Now, this has been misconstrued for many, many years by many people and just for many different reasons. Some people say, well, you know, by we need to pray in the Spirit. That means we need to run around and be praying in tongues. And, you know, well, all right, you all know by now that I, I believe that God has gifts and those gifts are still active, but I think they're widely abused. But I tell you for certain, this is not what it's been being said here. Because this here, he's saying, pray at all times in the Spirit. This is, and this is not just, well, you know, some people want to take it and say that it's speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. No, this is, and it's not, well, you need to get to that, that spiritual euphoria where you just feel it, that you're being taken away by, by God and captured in prayer. That's not, it's not even that. What we need to understand is when, when Paul uh, connects prayer with the Spirit, he does this not only here but elsewhere, it's referring to Spirit-empowered prayers. Spirit-empowered prayers. What, what, what does that mean, Spirit-empowered prayers? Well, that's not just, like I said, it's not just um, a really heartfelt prayer, but it's a prayer that is, um, that is laid upon your heart by the Spirit of God. Well, what do you, how do I know if it's something that God lays on my heart? Well, Psalm 37, my, my favorite psalm, it says that uh, delight in the Lord and he gives you the desires of your heart. If we are delighting in the Lord, the, that which is burdening our, our heart, we can be confident that that is, that, that, is what is, um, the, the, that is what the Spirit is empowering us to pray. Now, are there situations that, we, we, that, that arise that physically we see this and we need to pray for? Absolutely, I, and I, I believe that and I agree with that. But understanding that, that this praying in the Spirit is praying from the heart for something that, that, is, that, that, that is bothering and burdening you. How many, if we're to, to stop and, and don't answer this out loud, answer this yourself, how many of you pray in the Spirit? Like you pray, like, because here's the deal, we usually um, Facebook in the Spirit, quote unquote, right? We, we, we say what's on our, on our heart on Facebook, <laughs> I ain't poking, at, at, poking fingers, pointing fingers at anybody, but we say that on Facebook, we, we air that out there, but what are we praying in the spirit, what are we putting before God, presenting to Him, saying, This is what's burdening me? 
And that's not saying we're gossiping to God. It's saying this is what's burdening my heart right now. And we're putting that before him. How many of us are doing that? Because that's what it means to pray in the spirit. God, and I love, no, I don't really love. It's just, it's, it's amusing to me sometimes when people come up to me and say, hey, we need to do this in the church or we need to try this and we need to do this. I'm all about um, doing new things and I'm all about trying things and I'm all about uh, uh, following God's leading. I, I get that. But there's a reason why God lays something on your heart to come and, well, you think, well, I'm going to go tell the pastor and this is what, what needs to happen. No, there's a reason that God lays that on your heart because he wants you to do something about that. Don't pass the buck. And I, I, I look at prayers the same way. Do I want to hear your prayer request? Please, absolutely, yes. Will I pray for you? Yes, Absolutely. But understand that I have no mystical special power, no um, bat phone hotline to, uh, to God to say, uh, hey, hey, you know, God, you really need to, to look at this one. I, I don't have that. We all have the same connection to, to God as believers in, uh, in Jesus Christ, as children of God. What we need to understand is if God is burdening your heart about something, that you're, that you're going to say, I'm going to go to the pastor and, and ask him to pray for that, Fine, ask me to pray for it, I will, but pray for it yourself. Do something about it. Don't just talk about something, and don't just say, well, hey, this is, I'm really concerned here. What? No, do something about it. Start with prayer. And, and that's what Paul here is saying. He's saying that, that we should um, be praying in, in, in the Spirit. We need to understand that the Spirit has given the believer strength to utter that prayer. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. You're sitting here saying, well, God's not laid anything on my heart, and, or I don't have anything to pray. How about this? This will be the, 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 the most, uh, um, um, I don't want to say effective. How about, this will be one, one of those prayers that you won't forget. Are we ready? We're taking notes? Start your prayer out like this. Has anybody ever done that? Just, just, just don't say anything at all. Get away, get in, in, in silence, get in solitude. And, 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 and your prayer, just let it begin with just clear your mind of everything that's going on and just enter into, okay, maybe God has something to say to you. The Holy Spirit is not going to... Um, a levy for your attention. One of the, 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 uh, the, the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring to remembrance the words of God. That which we have heard, it's, it's for him to bring to that to remembrance. So don't, don't think that I'm saying that, okay, you don't have to read the Bible and you just got to go and be quiet somewhere and God's going to speak to you. That's not how God works. God speaks through his word, but the Holy Spirit brings those words to remembrance and he applies them to the lives of his people. Sometimes we just need to shut up. And I'm talking about in each of us individually. Don't say that about your wife or your husband or whatever. Yeah, amen, preacher. She just needs to shut up. We'll be praying for you. <laughs> the third thing, 
We should be alert and attentive to constant prayer. Well, didn't you just, I already explained that, right? No, 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 no. Yes, we're to, to be in that, 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 that um, understanding or we're, we're, in to be, we're to be um, uh, praying at all times in, in, um, in, in that lifestyle, in, in that constant communication with, with God. But what we need to do is we need to be alert and attentive to that. It's not something that we just haphazardly do. It's not something that just because of muscle memory, we go through the motions. It's not like you're driving home from work and you're at exit 45, and next thing you know, you're at exit 39, and you're like, well, where, where did those last miles go? It's not that. We need to be attentive. We need to be alert in prayer. The reason is, Paul says previously in, in uh, Ephesians, back in uh, chapter 5, verse 11, he says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. What, what happens when we're not alert in what it is that we're doing, the, the devil, that's when he's going to start attacking us, is when we let our guard down. If we're letting our guard down in prayer and the devil starts attacking us, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. People start thinking that, that, that God's speaking to them, and it's not God that's speaking to them. It's the attack of Satan. And that's when those accusations and those temptations come in, and then you're all just confused because, wait a second, I, well, I think I was praying. Then I, well, I, I laid my head down on my pillow, and I started praying. Next thing I know, the alarm's going off. <laughs> Don't raise your hands, but there's, many of us are guilty of that. Sometimes that's what happens to us when we're, when we're going out through our, throughout our day. We think that we start in a prayer and then we get kind of something happens and, and then the, these attacks start coming and then we start thinking, well, well, God wants me to do that. Well, God wants me to do this. And I, I, okay, but it's not him. It's the attacks from Satan because we're not being alert and we're not being attentive in prayer. Being attentive to prayer is one way of walking carefully, not only carefully, but wisely, because it, we have to understand our, our, as we go through life, we're, on this, we're the, on this journey as believers in Christ, we're walking. So as we pray, it's one way uh, of walking carefully and wisely um, in understanding that we live in these, these, these evil days. The evil days in which Paul is talking about uh, that we need to, to guard against, we're, we're living in those that's now. That's not like something that's going to happen. That's, that's now. I've had, I think I've even said this, um, when we started into the, this series, I, I've had people say, hey, I, you know, preacher, I, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I love it. But you know what? I, I didn't realize it was going to, the spiritual attack was going on now and it was ha- going to happen to be this quick. I thought it was going to be something that was going to be on down the road that we were getting ready for. No, it's now. It's happening right now. Some of us are kind of like checking out, and you're starting to think about what's going on, the, the party in which you're going to have today or tomorrow. No, we need to refocus, because the, 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 evil, the evil one is going to take our wandering minds. The, the mind is the, the, the devil's playground. We, we need to focus. We need to be attentive. We need to be constant. Number four, we need to be zealous in our devotion to prayer. 
zealous in our devotion to prayer. Let me read this again. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. We need to be zealous. Now, not to, to bore you with a bunch of old Greek words, but what we need to understand is this perseverance here is not um, something that we should take lightly. This, it, 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 it's an um, understanding, it's a word that, that, that describes uh, a, a painstaking detail. Painstaking detail. Not only painstaking detail, it, it, it describes something like... Um, one commentator said it, it, during that time, it referred to um, an admired physician who gave himself over to his profession with particular devotion. So if we're going to persevere in something, it, it, it's, it's, we need to be focused on that, but we need to give ourselves over to it. What, what, what do I mean? What I mean is we don't need to do it half-heartedly or half something else you probably are thinking. When we pray, we have to understand who we're communicating with. We're communicating to the, the, the creator of the universe. We're, creating to, we're communicating to, to the, the God of everything. We're not just throwing prayers up and they're bouncing off the ceiling. We have to understand where our prayers are going, who our prayers are being received by, we need to be devoted in prayer. Uh, the fifth thing. We're to pray for all God's people. All God's people. Now, this, this is not saying that we shouldn't pray for the situations, circumstances that are in our lives. Because I'll give you a little bit of, of knowledge here. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're part of the all God's people. We should pray for what's going on in our lives, but we need to understand that we need to pray for what's going on in our, the lives of our brothers and sisters as well. All God's people. Because it's It's tough. Life is just, it is, life is tough. And I'm not the, the Debbie Downer, but what we have to understand is it's tough, it's real, but we've got to face it. You can't avoid life. You can't lock yourself in isolation and, and just avoid everything that's going on. We've got to face it. Why not face it together? Why not call on, on uh, the, the, the God who overcame uh, Satan, sin, and death? Why not call on, on that same strength, that same power? Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that resides in us. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Why wouldn't we pray in the spirit? Why wouldn't we? We, we, we would... Why wouldn't we claim what, what, what Paul told us? And I know I went on a rant a, a, a couple weeks ago, but in verse 13 where it says, having done all. Having done all. And, and that's not where we're at right now. So we're fully equipped and now we're praying. No, that's having done all. Because the victory is already won. That's how we are to pray. 
I'm not, please, I'm not, I'm not saying the name it, claim it. I'm not the prosperity gospel guy. I'm not that. But what I'm, I am saying is when you pray, pray as if you are praying because the victory is already won. God's already defeated the enemy. What we need to do is we just need to remind the enemy his place. That's what needs to happen. And what we understand is as we look back at these, these are just five characteristics. Are there more? There probably are plenty more characteristics that we can see about prayer. But all of these, what we have to understand is we need to do this confidently because of who God is. Not because of the situation in which you're in, but because of who God is. He's already, he's already conquered Satan, sin, and death. He's, we've already, we already have the victory. Do we have responsibility now? You better believe we have responsibility. We have immense responsibility because of what he's already done. But we need to live in that. So let me go over these five real quick and we're done. Paul urges his, his readers here to defend their position in Christ against the onslaught of, the, of evil. Because in the evil days, this is why, and this is why he's talking about the, the armor of God. And he says to do this by prayer that is one, constant. Two, spirit-empowered. Three, alert to the surrounding evil. Four, zealous in its devotion. And five, ecumenical in its breath. And all that means is for all of God's people. What kind of prayers are we praying? I know I've asked this before. Are you praying prayers that are so big that when, when they are answered, not if, but when they are answered, because God answers yes, no, or later, but when they are answered, only he can get the glory. I know I'm praying some big prayers right now. I'm praying for God to do some just amazing works where we can say, wow, look what he did. And he used us. That's craziness. But that's how God works. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, God. We love you. Lord, we ask as we have finished up this series um, here on the whole armor of God and as we uh, looked at prayer just briefly, as, as we've looked at this, that we can see the importance and the power that, that, that stands behind it. God, when, when we pray, we're not just praying to hear ourselves speak. We're, we're, we're communicating with you. God, I, I, I ask, I plead that we can have that constant, that constant communication with you. That we're asking the, 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 the good questions, the hard questions, the tough questions. That we're, that we're going to you first, not just breaking the glass when things aren't going right. But we're, we're going to you first in everything. God, we love you. Spirit, we just ask that we can just be empowered in everything we do. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.